Hi, we're back Hi. for the fourth one on a day when I honestly didn't want to do this. And I know, you were out on the porch working with wood, I'm, which is cool. It's sunny outside and it's warm outside. It's too warm. I'm wearing shorts. I could pick my legs up and show you that I'm wearing shorts, but you wouldn't know if it was shorts or underwear at this moment. And if you're pod, listening to a podcast, then you wouldn't. You, for all you know, I'm naked. And that's just a, <laughs> that's weird, just but... don't use your imagination. It might hurt. Um, <laughs> if you were listening to what was coming in there, that was our daughter's um, song, Micaiah, podcast, uh, podcaster, lead in. It has been for the last several shameless ones, but plug, this is actually plug. shameless plug time. Mm-hmm. She released it. It's going to be on Spotify and iTunes, iTunes and all the Toonie Pies and Fies and oh, Instagram music, everywhere you look for music. It'll be their sixth song EP, Dangerous Joy. Look for it. This program has been brought to you by <laughs> shameless <laughs> plugs of daughter's music. Um, what have you, what have we been doing today? Well, we were, I don't know what you mean by that. We were, lots of things. We were talking the other day, though, about last time's discussion and how I said something you threw me, weird yeah, in the You threw me with the whole jack of trades, master of one thing. But and I thought I was creative when we started talking about it and you put it in, to me, a, a clearer way. So, or maybe it just occurred yeah. Because once us. we because once we started talking about it, it became very clear that I didn't know what I was talking that about. We, no, and not that you just probably hadn't made it clear what you. Thought well, you I didn't. Should. No, well, yes, okay. possibly. Mm-hmm. But to be truthful, honestly, I still haven't really gone into deep research mode and tried to figure it out because we have all these things called a whole lot of people in our lives asking us to do things constantly. So, as far as just sitting down and saying, "Where did I hear that? Where did it come from?" Mm-hmm. I didn't. Okay. But we had a good conversation about it yesterday. Yeah, so what we came up with was, which I thought was creative. Um, so jack of all trades, master of one, master of yourself. So being not being necessarily a master of a particular trade or a particular talent or whatever. But instead, learning to master yourself. I thought, mm, that's a good, I think that's a really good topic. And to some degree, our kids have asked us about that because they've asked us about disciplines or making the right choices or um, different things like Judah's really struggling right now with trying to figure out um, some different relationships in his life and, and where he wants to go, like we talked about before. Yeah. And so some of those things require you to kind of put yourself in order and decide what's going to motivate me, what's going to take up my time, what am I going to pay attention to, what am I going to let um, rule me versus what am I going to rule, I think. So some of that is... All encompassed in that statement. Which well, I mastering, I mean, okay, so let's just take that theme for a second, jack of all trades. What I was trying to say was there should be some competency. If For a man, a man must feel he has competency in all things or he's not a man, which is stupid because no man <laughs> is competent in all things. But to be able to be, okay. you know, I don't, I don't even know. I think we should have enough curiosity about things that even if we can't master it, we should be able to go and figure some things out so we can just handle the basics of what it means to live and manage a household. Um, And I think that's a responsibility of an adult, a mature person has the self um, discipline to take care of what needs to be taken care of. If he can't do the task, then he hires it done. So you don't have to be a master plumber because some guys try and they shouldn't. Um, but Charlotte. I mean, if it's just a faucet change, you probably can figure that out. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it makes me think of the, for the woman or for when, back when I was homeschooling, uh, Charlotte Mason used to say the things that ought, that you ought to do. So like in a home, you've got things you kind of have to do. There's things you ought to do 
And there's things you want to do, which probably are in neither of those categories, right? Right. Well, there's American Idol has long since proven that there are things people want to do that they really ought not do. There, are, that the whole first <laughs> several episodes of that show over and over again were showing you people that really ought not have been there because they wanted to do something they had no skill to do. Um, so for those of you who are telling your kids that they can do something they can't do, don't stop doing that now. Help them, uh, give them loving direction. Um, but the master of one thing um, to me is, is you're right. The self-control is something we wound up talking about. And oh my goodness, everything's going to ding us. Whoever you people are, stop <laughs> talking to us right now. Um, and yeah, well, it's, uh, every device we've got in this house dings at us, and it's like, who's getting dinged now? And then, okay, so that's my fault, <laughs> largely. Um, so where was I? Uh, we we need to be diligent about. Um, Mastering ourselves. I, don't know if I, was, I got lost on that. Well, doing Re- things re- that are necessary. You said American Idol. You, mm. There's things that we ought not to do, probably. But you kind of have to if you're running at home. You said kind of have to tackle a little bit of everything. Is that what you're trying to say? I was saying that, but then I was trying to deviate off onto the idea of mastery. And um, the mastery, the thing that we need to have mastery over is um, our emotions and uh, the things that keep us from being productive or doing the things that we need to do. Um, I guess there's a couple of things that I would tacked off on that with, which is you master of doing the things that need to be done, um, regardless of how we feel. So that's sometimes it's just straight up discipline. I have it in some areas. I don't in others. I have it in the area of my spiritual um, disciplines. I don't have it in my physical disciplines. I'm poor, poor judge. I'm a, I'm, um, I would be a better rounded person if I had both of those areas mastered. Um, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit in the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.22 is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness. And the last one is self-control. And while it's always seen as kind of like a bundle of grapes, it's one fruit and lots of little pieces, self-control to me, I think, is a foundational piece. Because I think that if we make ourselves do things that we know are right to do, then it helps us to bring about um, the uh, the uh, the emotions, the the mental capacity, the... the um, Everything about us begins to come in line. So sometimes the action being done generates the, d- the desired feeling as well as the, um, of course, when you're doing something to benefit others to make a change in, in the, um, in the yeah, world around you. Does I think, that, does that like make sense? I said, Am I getting off track on that? No, I just, I, like I said, I think when Charlotte Mason said the things you ought to do, there are things that we want to do and those can rule us. But when you're a when you're either a father or mother of a home or if you just even a wife or a husband and you have a home, you have responsibilities. Yeah, you have, there's some things you just have to do. But there's also things you choose because they're the right things to do. Um, I think I remember you just, you saying one time or quoting someone, um, whoever said, who was it that said, lead thyself or something like that. If you can lead your own self, then you've, then you've, come a long way or you've gotten a lot more mature than most people because a lot of people can't even choose like you're just saying choose what is the right thing to do or the things that have to be done they instead want to procrastinate those and do the things that they that feel good or that like you said that kind of tickle their fancy i think james um tackles it from the mouth he says if you can run your mouth if you can control your mouth control your tongue a lot of things but so there's a lot of aspects of our own person that if we don't we don't choose that, um, 
we're letting a lot of other things slip. I think that's what you were saying about discipline. We, if we don't choose to lead ourselves, to, to choose what is... Well, I, we live in a world right now, it seems like, where um, how I feel... Okay, so you, let's say if we break this into components. So you've got uh, how I feel, how, I, um, how, I, uh, I'm, how I'm acting, um, and, and just if we broke them into those two things, we tend to want to lead with feel, rather than behavior and or, and or what is right to do. And, and I'm trying to break that down. This is where I'd say I should think about these things a little more before we start talking. Um, but uh, but the, the, the thing is, is nowadays, if I don't feel like doing the right thing, I might, I might um, well, I won't do it. I'll find a way not to do it. Either I'll, um, and, and I'm, I'm saying I'll generally, as it seems like a cultural thing to do. So we just don't do the right thing because we, we don't feel it. Um, and, uh, that's, that's not, that's not adulthood. That's not responsibility. That's, that's childish. And it seems like we're allowing that adolescence to sink into adulthood. And that's a, that's a concern in our current society. We want to see, um, to me, the hallmark of maturity is responsibility. Um, and you're, as you're taking on responsibility and you become something, well, if you think about this, as you start off as a child, you're completely dependent upon another human being, an adult to, lay everything upon that, that that you might be secure and safe. If you're 30 years old and you're still doing that, you're not an adult. You're still leaning on another person to do it. So there's a point where you have to move to the point where you can become the one where you're being relied on. That's just responsibility. It's taking on responsibility. And so more and more, your maturity involves as you embrace the things in this world, then say, I'm responsible for this. I take responsibility for this. I'm not going to be passive aggressive or passive about this. I'm going to own it and I'm going to act on it and I'm going to do something with it. And it doesn't always feel good to do that. Um, the, the question today, which I'm ignoring entirely because I'm on my own subject matter, is um, was about around, of course, I hit it in a text message. And so automatically when I did that, it was about how do we balance our, our personal goals, um, the things we want to be, and um, with, uh, let me get back to the question here just a second. With, it was something like with home uh, duties, I guess, kind of, right? Yes, it was about duties. And, and of course, here we go. It's not the, am I a bad person if I watch TV with stuff in it? Um, question for the first, um, how do you balance personal goals and aspirations with family and marriage? And, and I think this kind of spurs what we've been talking about up to this point a little bit, because we're talking about the things we want to do, the things we want to accomplish. But I, I asked the question before we started, and I'm going to ask it again. What were your personal goals? What were the things that, that, because I, I think there's, there's two things here. I think you have what you thought you wanted to be and what we've become. And so let's let's tackle it from that for a second because we've got 31 years of marriage. We've, we're starting our 31st year of marriage, or we just finished our 31st. Anyway, we're older, and um, and we've been married for that long. And so when I got married to you, I had some goals, and you had some goals. Let's talk about those for a minute. And um, what did you want to be when you grew up before we met? <laughs> I I don't exactly know what you want me to say by goals, but there were some things that. I dreamt about, I guess. I um, thought that I would do some sort of music, and I was leading in different uh, settings and trying to uh, expand that a little. But I really felt called to mission work, so knew that I would end up there one time. So I was, I mean, one day. I was in the middle of school and um, trying to do what I thought, you know, everybody says you're supposed to do and get a 
degree and whatever, which I didn't finish a four-year degree. Finished a couple of associates now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think what happened. I, we were discussing this a little to try to think about how to answer that question. And I think for you and I, or at least from my perspective, there was a little bit of it that changed when we got married because before I might have gone a different path. I might have, if I was on my own, maybe I would have gone somehow connected to people that sang or that I always loved the Continental Singers, which a friend of mine was a part of at one point, and they traveled and sang and stuff. So that might have fit, you know, a goal. I had done some short mission trips and um, planned to do even longer ones if I got a chance to to get uh, through those kind of processes. The other th- the other thought, though, is that I probably would have done on that on my own. Therefore, what I'm trying to say is the resources and the, the resourcing and the um, path would have been completely different. Because when we got married, then I saw that joining together. I didn't see a separate goal or a separate... Uh, path, I guess, because I saw us called together and therefore now stepping forward together, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's how I felt about so it. So your goals... You, I mean, I had a job. The things, that you were, the things that you were drawn to, you were a musician. You wanted to be musical. You felt called to use that music in a missional sense to go out and to, and to take your, your spiritual beliefs about, right. you know, to the world. Um, you saw that in, in your original goals, though, I think is, that is, is valid that your original goals was to be foreign about it, right? To go to be foreign. Yes, you were just going to change your ethnicity in a moment. <laughs> um, I would like to be oh, foreign. I was, yeah. Watched too much. I loved meeting foreign missionaries when they would come to our camp setting, and specifically ones from the, the ones that affected me were um, the Wamex from who served in. Uh, I just lost it. Not Bermuda, but um, uh, shoot. I'll think of it in a second, but it was an island, um, Barbados. That's what it was, Barbados island. Um, and then there were the Brewsters who served in the Philippines, and they would come and share their stories. And yeah, it was always glassy-eyed for me. I was um, sensing or feeling like God, that's what I would do eventually. So I, you know, got to go this. I got to go to, I guess, what would almost be equivalent of both of those for short stints. I got to go to the island of Bermuda and then the and then the interior of Brazil for a short term missions, which did fulfill some of that in me, but I did think that long term that would be although I've never really caught a grasp of too many uh I mean of any language ish you know, so I I guess that would have been a challenge more than I think now. So I'm glad right. that Noah's doing ASL because that makes me happy. You would have, and you would have probably, and you'd have done it whether you got married or not. That was the thing is you actually, when you met me, you weren't exactly hunting a hubby. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't really looking for a wife at the moment. Um, I definitely, my goals were music, um, ministry. Uh, you know, when I was 18, it became real clear to me what I was called to. Um, missions in the sense that I, di- I didn't define that, but my personality, I don't think is, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that that probably has more to do with the fact that I don't like too much definition about things. I like God to kind of say, I've called you to do this or someone to say, go do clean the garage. And I'm like, great. Now if I clean everything on the way to the garage, but never get to the garage, does that matter? Um, <laughs> or just, you know, it's, you like spontaneity. I like spontaneity. I like to leave room for change. Mm-hmm. You like uh, structure. And for some reason, you married me to be tortured by that for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, but I think that's that's a um, that's that's a a part of this this conversation because we had specific 
things, yours very specific, mine generally specific. You know, we, but we had common things. We both wanted. We were both musicians. We met under that auspices. I mean, mm-hmm. we met on. The, we were both missions. We met in college while we were doing summer missions. Right. Um, I was not looking for a girl, but I definitely had a goal in my mind of being married to a very attractive woman. So I've so far, I'm three for three on my goals. Oh, I'm okay. sure that your goal was a better looking dude, <laughs> and so you're two for three. Um, and well, funny that I never had a goal of kids. I, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't really, have a goal of kids. No, you didn't, didn't want, want kids. I didn't even think I wanted kids, which is really weird. And now we know. So, children, if you are wondering, <laughs> she never really wanted you anyway, but she's glad she has you now. I mean, I think there's okay. So there's a couple of different things going on here. You've got callings and goals and stuff that you kind of dream about or you think that God's got you on a path for before, and some of them could just be a certain job or a certain training or a certain skill you've got that you want to develop or whatever. Those things, I don't think you give those up necessarily, but the path you're going on, this is what I was trying to say a while ago, I think. The path you're you're walking, when you join steps with someone else to walk that path, it's just going to look a little bit different. It's going to be according to the joint um, well, what calling are we? now. Who right? are we? Let's see. We're both musicians. We're both in missions. I'm married to a hot girl. Um <laughs> It was one of my goals. I'm not lying. I'm just, um, the uh, so yeah, we're still in on path. We live far, far well, from right. home, so it's foreign-ish missions. Yeah, so, I mean, right. well, but that's it's where the, okay. So that's the biggest probably adjustment that was made was what you had to make because you had well, specific I'm, foreign goal entities and you had to balance. I mean, this question is more about how you do the day to day. Well, yeah. What I was gonna say about that is, I think a lot of those you don't necessarily give up. You you do them, but you do them in a different way. Maybe like for instance, if you wanted to write, or you like, I wrote songs. Well, I still was gonna write songs, and you know, I I would still be yeah. That you don't lose, and you do it as God allows, or in the midst of it. I have kids, whatever. I'm not gonna be able to write maybe for a couple years, but. There'll be a spot here or there that God will call my heart to go back to the piano and sit down and write or something like that. Or you have seasons, you know, this or that's important right now, but but later on that changes, then this this or that other goal might show back up again, or it might change uh, form, but it might still be similar. So I'm thinking that people who are destined to write are still going to write. They just may take big gaps of time that they don't you know, develop or work on that particular thing and then later on they will or something like that. So I don't think, I guess what I'm trying to say is it is kind of a juggling match, but it's not necessarily. You're, you're still on the path that God has set you on and you you take those steps as God allows them in your life. And and you, like you were saying earlier about controlling our world or doing the things that are necessary, you do the things that are before you, the things that are the utmost importance. Some of the rest of those things have to fall by the wayside because they're not quite as important right now. Mm. I've heard, you know, read many of women, like women in my uh, place or something, who've uh, waited until their preschoolers, you know, got a little bit older so they could write a book. Or my sister has gone back to school now because she kind of gauged it to when her kids would be in high school and she could have a little more freedom. You, you do those things according to how, where life has taken you, but you don't ever lose... In fact, sometimes you have better and bigger goals once you have a family or whatever because you see a broader perspective. That goes back to responsibility. We first talked about it. I think I think it's one thing when you're young and you have, this is what I'm going to be. We don't understand what responsibility looks like until we start taking yeah. it on. And I think responsibility begins to shape your goals. I mean, Paul laments in, in, the, in, in Corinthians 
that um you know i wish everyone could be like me um he's he's kind of sounds like he's saying you know not any other responsibilities just doing this all the time <laughs> and i think that's great but um paul's not arguing with necessarily and his worldview is such that the world's going to end in five days so we need to get this done <laughs> and i think that's where we should all live like the world's going to end yeah, tomorrow definitely um well because it does put the important things up front <laughs> yeah it helps us we should live importantly i think with purpose live with the with purposefully um, but we also should be able to sit back and do what God told us to do originally, which was to be fruitful, to, to rule over the land and to multiply, which means be good environmentalists. <laughs> Buy your own plastic straws, that apparently, means, if you live in Seattle. Also, it's not what that means. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, as as we still have to do our part, recycle, <laughs> such. Um, anyway, the, the, um, I get on these tangents. The, uh, the, but as we take on responsibility, we become, our goals take shape. And I, and I don't think um, that there is, there's what we think we want to be. Um, it's kind of like when you and I have a conversation with one another, when we first met one another, you know, everything couldn't have been more in line. We're both musicians. We both want to be missionaries. Mm -hmm. You still thought I was going to take you to foreign missions. And for years, some of the frustration was, yeah, excuse me, this isn't the shape of our marriage the way I envision the goals. <laughs> um, so the, there's, there's, and, and we'll shift the subject matter here in a second, but a little bit to the day-to-day. -day. But um, but as we've gone through life, we've had to learn how to reconcile the idea that we had when we were on our own to what we became when we came together. Yeah. And that has been a battle. I mean, and at times a battle, um, sometimes with, uh, with, you know, a little struggling with everything from, you know, the joy of what we discovered together and sometimes bitterness having to be dealt with because it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. I don't want to say that it's it's always been perfect. I don't perfect know, though. I, I feel like it's, as I think one of the things that God did for us and the grace he's given us, I, and, and I would definitely say it's grace because I don't think I would have seen myself that, is that we did adjust well. Like we were talking about in a couple of podcasts ago about the adventure, the spirit of adventure somewhat. We... We did. We didn't approach it with too much of a detail of what we thought it should be. Um, we had some. I had some aspirations. Yeah, to be in the foreign mission field. But I was also open to whatever you, God was calling you. Just I held that in the background, thinking, hopefully that eventually that might still. And I still do. I, I still hold it there, as maybe one day you know. But what I'm saying is, He gave us a lot of grace to adjust to the places we were and to feel completely called there when we. When God sent us to Wisconsin, it was a, it was a heartfelt, um, to the very core of who we are, exactly where we we're supposed to be, or, or from my end, um, specifically, I guess. I I felt right at home. God allowed me to adjust to it in in a real, in a crazy way, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say. I believe when you're open to His will, when you want His will more than yours. Those are things that aren't as hard to adjustment, and they don't come with that much resentment. There's pain, and like we heard the other day, there's you can't grow unless there's pain, but but it doesn't have to sit there and, and fester. It doesn't have to make you angry. It doesn't have to stay resentful. You know, it can it can bring healing and growth if you're allowing God to use whatever He's taken you to, or the or the places you're going, even if it you don't necessarily know if it's God taking you. Right, there, and that's and that's what I'm getting at, and is that there's what we had in mind, what we thought we were called to, and, and both of us, you know, being believers, Christ is is an external rock we put our stake in to say, no matter what happens in life, I've, He's God's got me, Jesus has got me, thank. 
God for that. Because, you know, if there's just, we're unstable creatures. All human beings are. And I, I feel for folks who are not anchored to something stable. But um, so there's that idea of what we felt called to, to use your word, or your, your statement earlier, called to, and what we found our calling to be as we came together and have been becoming more and more one like over the years. We found oh, that I'm our, trying to be obedient. Yeah. Like from each different. So setting. so that's where I want to I want to shift because um, nothing's really changed in who we are today versus who we are before right. we got married. We're still both musical. I don't sing like I used to, but I, I should. <laughs> um, and uh, and you still write songs, and you still are, we're both still in the missions world. We can't imagine life doing anything differently. We've added a whole bunch of people to that um, well, with and, our, and by our own family, but um, and others that have come slightly, through. but yeah, we're still the same people, but I was thinking now we have a little bit more of a bivocational approach, so we have to work outside the home a little bit more, which is different than we've ever really done. We have to do, I was thinking of um, some of the different disciplines, such as writing songs. I don't write as much now, but it's not quite the focus right now. As no, we're pouring into a bunch of 20-somethings yeah. um, that are still around us that, you know, Micaiah is writing her songs, so we're helping her get her stuff done. Yeah. Or you know, you're still doing music, it's just we're doing it differently. And um, It occurred to me, though, that you're talking about personal goals. So stuff like um, even trying to stay in shape or trying to be... Uh, you know, be healthy or make make decisions that way. Those things take quite a bit of extra thought and extra work if that's what you're going to do when you're when you have a life uh, that's busy like ours was and a home that's bigger like ours was. So, for instance, for me to fit in exercise and um, quiet times, which were detrimental to my existence, some of our places that we've lived, you know, just to survive, let alone walk with Jesus or whatever. Um, Required me getting up at crazy hours in the morning because my kids weren't awake yet or, you know, my babies were able to, uh, I was able to get some quiet moments without them or get some uh, going outside the home while you were still asleep and hadn't had to get go anywhere. And in all fairness, getting up, get up early in the morning to do that when your husband keeps you up too late at night because he's a night owl. And <laughs> yeah. so, but that, And that's getting to the subject matter, balancing the things. I also think that the bigger picture of the goals of, of who we are were still those things. And these are supporting goals. They're secondary goals. So yeah. what are the things that what the Tanya needs to do to be everything she needs to be to be that light? for? Because I would say if, as a couple, if we were to take all of our goals to come together, honestly, our church is kind of an expression. The one that we lead is kind of an expression of, of um, who we are because we founded it. And so when we say light for your journey is illuminate, I mean, that's kind of who we are. We want to be light for the journey of people around us, help them Well, you know, I know that, that, yeah, we, we know or we've already approached it as if. To be authentic means to be what we preach. So to try our best to set an example is the better of the telling, you know, especially for our own kids. They watch our lives. If we're yeah. not doing what we say, then they're not going to believe. First of all, they're not going to believe the God we preach, but also they're not going to believe anything right. is going to make much difference. And so so you... I was thinking of in Wisconsin, Sorry. when my little ones were little, I remember getting up and when it was so dark and cold and sitting in my dining room having, you know, reading my Bible and having my journal out so that I would have, make sure that I was at least in my head at the right place. Cause I struggled a lot with little ones and my whatever hormonal changes and different things that caused my emotions to be a lot of, you know, all over the place. Things that were goals for me was to be led by him first so that I could lead my kids. Yeah. And then when I went to Phoenix, the struggle and the, um, 
really difficult adjustment there me meant that mentally I knew I had to support what I was right. I had to fall back on those well your supporting goals so the supporting goals you needed a discipline of, of um, spiritual time both of us a spiritual time a time for spiritual renewal or we call it a quiet time where we sit down and we meditate on the things that matter and it's it's the Bible yeah, it's it's books sometimes when you get when you read the Bible you need someone else's commentary to help you go what did that just mean <laughs> um, and uh, what do we listen to and those kinds of those are those were disciplines that supported what our goals our, our larger goals were right at that time for I was you, also homeschooling so and I you were homeschooling um, philosophy of education books or homeschooling gosh those crazy books, books so still have those crazy books I always had that little bit of prep time and Yes. And so you had those, and then you had your exercise, and you have um, some issues in your family that made you concerned that um, physically you would, if you didn't, you had a good motivator from the time you started. I, apparently, I didn't have enough motivators to get my exercise on, but yeah. not like I should. But my, uh, Yeah, I have digestive issues that wouldn't have worked well had I not exercised yet. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's a little too <laughs> TMI. TMI. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but it's okay. Everything came out okay. Um, so the... Um, <laughs> The, uh, the so there's the physical things, um, physical exercises there, um, the spiritual component. Those are but those are actions, doable things. Reading, um, pausing well, to just meditate. Well, there's things that I knew had to be in my life in order to. Um, not necessarily. I don't, I don't know if I ever saw those as goals. I always just thought they were disciplines that was so necessary. That supported for the me. goals. Yeah. yeah that, uh, so the things that when you when I talk about balancing your um, personal goals and your aspirations with family and marriage, you know there are things that are family and marriage you've got to. When you take on a responsibility of a marriage, you're taking on another responsibility of, of a spouse, husband or wife, and now and their needs. Um, and then kids come along because of need taken care of and other things. <laughs> and then you've got the communication and relationships with the, those needs. You've got the relationships with those children and their demands. And so the things that don't change, So to me, the goals that we should have in life, there should be this overarching thing, the calling of what we want to be to the world that we're in, be us an accountant or a fireman <laughs> or a preacher or a lawyer, if lawyers can be saved, um, or a... Uh, did I say that out loud? I'm sure, yeah. We have good, good friends who are lawyers that are quite quite good people. Um, and, uh, you know, all of those all of those different things that you do, there still should be, There's you're, you're not defined by what you do. I think we talked about this before. You're defined by um, how you express yourself to the world because that's what matters in the end. Your relationships are out there. And so, you know, whatever you do supports that. Um, but... Uh, the personal goals, aspirations, family, and marriage. I keep coming back to that part of the question. So how do you balance that? Um, it, you take it day by day and you try to be... Listen, I'm trying to answer that question. How do you just answer that question with everything we've talked about? Well, I'm just... I'm not a big goal setter. And I'm probably because I, I don't like being disappointed or I'm not real fond of... <laughs> and there's the reason right not there. not real fond of disappointing my own self even. So... Things about certain goals. We've kind of handled that differently than some people, I think. Like, some people think of, you know, I'm going to have a vacation this year. This is where I'm going to go. I'm going to, um, and, you know, they start planning it in December. They're going to, or maybe they planned it last July for next July, and they've already got all the bookings. And I think you and I were never that way. We never... We're terrible at we that. But that's like, my yeah. fault. I don't think that's because you wouldn't have wanted it. I, <laughs> I think if you had married somebody that did that, you yeah, would have been much less. You would have. I started to say you'd have been much less crazy, but that's not what I was going for. Uh -huh. um, you you well, would have been. Would've, you would have felt much less crazy. How's that? Is that better? It's, especially financially and stuff, I probably would have um, 
yeah, I, I would have broken it down differently probably than the way we did. But yeah, budgetary goals, something we, we should have worked on. I should have worked on. We also felt at the at the um, mercy of people who were taking care of us, um, such as in pastoral ministry, you're kind of uh, at the mercy of the people that you're serving. So to some degree, I, I understand the way you operated. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's some things I would have probably handled differently had I been the head of the home. But... I think what I'm trying to say is instead we, we relied on God to give us those things as we went, as we needed them or as we had opportunity. Um, so we've been really blessed to, to do a lot of different. And that was just one thing I was thinking of was like, you know, vacation type things or, but if your goals happen to be travel or those kinds of things, you do have to think a little bit more about those, especially finances and such like that to set those longer term uh, goals and meet them. It's probably is wise, and you probably can, if you're in different settings. I think like we were talking about before, life still throws you curveballs, and so you you deal with what you have. And I, and you, and along the way, try to be thankful for the moments and the, the blessings that are unexpected. I think one of the biggest disappointments for my own self was expectations. Because if you have expectations, you, you're already disappointed. I mean, there's no way you can, you know. Yeah. Well, I, so those are one of the things I think, I've always struggled with myself. And, I, and I'm and i sad about that because I, I look back and think how blessed I was, but how probably didn't enjoy it and and, and wasn't quite as saturated in so the So should we not have expectations? That I should. Well, I, I guess what I mean is the, the expectations of... That are outside of your control. Is that what I'm trying it's to like say? It's like a whole other conversation about yeah, expectations. Yeah, I know, right? I, I think that I think though, um, on a short statement that came to my mind was it's okay to have expectations so long as they're soft expectations. In other words, you want to have an expectation that if you are disciplined in this area, that God's going to bless, that there's going to be something here. But don't put such a hard line. We are not what we thought we were going to be when we were 21. <laughs> we are exactly what we thought we were going to be when we were 21. In other words, mm-hmm. we are what we would have and could have imagined in our tiny little minds at 21, 22, 23, 24 years of age is not what we've become. But I wouldn't trade who we are for anything in the world. And in so many ways, I'm more than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about weight gain. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that you are my best friend. You, I, I literally can't, you know, the idea of... Um, anyone else to talk to about deep issues. You know, I, who would I have had uh, that has the capacity to think on the level that you do? The, um, when, I when definitely it, would never have thought of us being here with this many of our own kids, with this many of 20-somethings that were kind of training and guiding and whatever. So big blessings. Yeah, big big things you can't really, uh, I don't know, foretell, set goals of, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> things that aren't going to necessarily be. However, there were things we thought we were going to do, such as we thought we'd be um, leading a larger church or being in, probably in leadership in a, you know, at least a, some sort of leadership in a larger church, and that never happened. But but it doesn't mean that we haven't influenced people that would have added up to that, maybe just in different settings and small settings. God's kept us humble, you know. Not, Apparently, not I need a lot of humbling. <laughs> Let's let's wrap this up a little bit. And here's I think when I was talking to you before about I need an outline. I think there's always this I want to say what are the big points that we what are the big takeaways of our time and I and I don't know why I always need to do that. Maybe I've been speaking on a stage for too many yeah, years. But what are the big takeaways? What are the things that 
um, when it comes to balancing personal goals and expectations, what do you, what would you say are like, if you could come up with three big things and summarize them real quick, I'm gonna put you on the spot because you're smarter than I am and you do testing well better than, much better than I do. I, I don't have a clue. No. Um, I don't know. We started out with mastering yourself is what the goal should be. To me, that's one of the biggest things that we've talked about here is how, how can you approach that? If you're setting different goals that are, that, that you've dreamt of or that you think that skill-wise you might be, that's fine. But the first goal, the first the first thing God's called you to be is to be who you are and who he's called you to be, which means, like you just said, um, to doing the things you ought to do, doing the things that are responsible, doing the things that are um, are have been given you, uh, put in your hands to make the most out of those things. So then... With family, that means whatever whatever it takes, some of those sacrifices are going to be um, they're they're going to be the first things you tackle. I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know how to sum it up, but um, we we talked we we said a little bit that our who we are, what even our personality types play a little bit into that. Our kids have been so into this um, personality thing. This last couple of days, we've kind of been saturated with it. Yeah. I think what what occurs to me is the Bible says that faith is, and I, I looked it up in Colossians 1 in the Amplified. It says, uh, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and in, the, in Amplified it has a parenthesis explaining the word faith, the leaning of your entire human personality on him in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. In other words of all the things you should do in life, that should be your goal is, is to lean everything on him. So whatever goals you have set or whatever you've been given to do. And we were talking about how separate we had some goals, separate. We were these things, but together we are on, we're moving the same way, but we're just taking a little bit of a different path because we put that together now. And it looks, it looks a little different than we all, than we thought it might at first. And yet it's exactly where. Yeah. We, we we are still who we set out to be, but better. Um, I think in a lot of ways, are there things we could do better or could have done better? Oh yeah. There's a lot of things we could do better and could have done better. But, um, I'm, and, and, and as I like to remind myself, I still have a lot of life left in me, <laughs> although it doesn't, it hurts a little bit more than to live it than it did five, 10 years ago. Well, and like um, you said, we could never see what we are now back then. We would never see the things God has taken us through, the things we've, we've done and been so it's not like we're going to be able to see even 20 years from now what will happen or what will be the things got yeah. to grow and that's that's the adventure that awaits us so um yeah i i think master um goals and aspirations are are kind of knowing mastering who you are and um and yeah and then building from that having the larger picture and then putting things underneath it to support that and understand that life gets in the way. That's how you balance life and marriage. It comes and goes. And if you have something greater, if relationships your priority, you're going to break and do the things that support your bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately understanding that the relationships around you are your priority. And that's what it's always been for us. And as a result, um, so far, my family seems to be happy. And, you know, my 14-year-old's not real thrilled that he has to sit and pay attention for this whole podcast. But um, but he's learning <laughs> he's and helper. he's doing it. And he's been a good helper. And I'm proud of him for that. <laughs> comment from the back room. So that's what we got for today. I want to um, thank you guys for listening and um, come back again 
next week and listen again. And, and we're going to yeah, send us questions, please. Um, Greg at SawyerClan.org or Tanya's seven at SawyerClan.org. Um, Sawyer Clan, just like it sounds, S-A-W-Y-E-R-C-L-A-N.org. I mean, goodness, that's a perfect email for our podcast. So, um, yeah, send it to us and, uh, and help us to talk more about ourselves because, by golly, that's very interesting to us. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening. Come again um, and listen again. Keep on. I keep on.